It's time for another tournament in a tea break. It's semi-finals day, or semi-finals night now, as it is. We have our finalists. Uh, we have Dominic Team, and in the blue corner, we have <laughs> Stefano Sitsipas. And joining me, as ever, is... Ricky Diamond with TennisBalls.com. And... Hannah Wilkes from LiveTennis.com. Two days in a row, I'm beyond giddy. <laughs> um, so we have our finalists. Uh, Probably it's fair to say not the finest, well, maybe not the finest that we thought they would be. Certainly not at the start of the week. <laughs> <laughs> at the start of the week, definitely not. And then today, then going into not today. At the start of the day. <laughs> yeah, at the start okay. of the day. <laughs> yeah. um, well, let's start with the first one. I yeah, mean, yeah. yeah, you know, it, it was, I felt from the start that Federer didn't look himself. He, he just looked pensive right from the get-go. Yeah, I think, I mean, I posted on Twitter and said it was more about Tsitsipas than Federer. At least the story is more about Tsitsipas than Federer, which most people, I think, would disagree with. Like, I mean, Tsitsipas played amazing. Yeah. And even though Federer played incredible against Djokovic, one, he's much more fired up against Djokovic, and two, we need to remember that he's 38 years old and, like, he's not going to play, like, the best player of all time on consecutive days, like, yeah. all the time. No, but he, I mean, you're right. He was, he was not the Federer that we saw against Djokovic. But I don't think we should be shocked that he wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I but I didn't actually go to his press conference. Um, but just from reading the transcript, it seems like he kind of addressed that issue a bit himself when he was asked. I think kind of what did he need to do to kind of have as good or better a year next year as he did this year. Um, and he <laughs> That's easy for you to say. <laughs> kind of, not really, apparently. Uh, he talks about... Um, uh, he talks about kind of how what's been... If there's been something that has been missing this year, it's been um, that just some matches, the kind of work that he's done off the court doesn't seem to have translated onto onto the court that he is just having more of these down days yeah and maybe he needs to think about a way to a way to address that um on the other hand not sure there is that much you can actually do about that like i feel like when you are incredibly old <laughs> he's two years older than i am um, i love the fact she looks at me with the whole incredibly old it's like just, just wait a minute People. when you are incredibly old by the standards of your incredibly demanding profession I mean, yeah. maybe that is just an aspect of it, you know? I, I do feel that he looked and played like a 38-year-old on a couple of occasions, number one against team, and then um, today. He, you know, it did look like Father Time was catching up with, well, Father Federer, really. Um, you know, I mean, fair, but let's not take anything away from Sitsipas, though. He was more cool, calm, and collected than I think I've ever seen him, and uh, than he had any credit to be. Because normally, at this point in time, he would be rushing the net and overpressing and just get generally being an all excitable puppy I mean Federer did absolutely connive at his own downfall but I did think that Sitzpass was fantastic yeah um, I've just yeah he played like he really had a plan for the match yeah, yeah. His, his forehand is always good but it was amazing today and also I felt like Federer didn't do a good enough job of avoiding the Sitzpass forehand yeah. he hit a surprising number of like routine rally shots to the Sitsi backhand, which Sitsi's backhand got a lot better in the second set, I felt like, yeah. in part because he was Having getting, he was like, practice. yeah, and then, and then maybe that's why Federer started going to the forehand, but that didn't work either, because Sitsi's forehand yeah. was awesome. 
I mean, you know, it's been a long season for him. It's over and he's going to head off to South America, China uh, with Zverev. <laughs> and going, I mean, there's something kind of strange uh, that appeals to my OCD that the two losing uh, semi-finalists are now going to go off on uh, a massive great exhibition jolly for, for the rest of the season. A little oh, yeah. teammate road trip. Right. Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of nice. Um, but Maybe Federer can give Zverev some more life-changing Labour Cup-style advice that he can be asked about for <laughs> that, they, they, they should, to come. They should both give each other some overhead practice Yes. How many? How many times would you see... Well. How many times have we seen Federer miss two over two overheads in one game? Right. Yeah, in the span of three points. And then points. for Zverev to also miss multiple <laughs> overheads in the game. I mean, and both were in games in which they were serving and, and got yeah. broken crucially. Right. And I mean, I you know, I feel like we should be asking like, was it the lights or is there something about the arena? But actually, it just felt like in both cases they you know really at that point really cracked under pressure. Well, I, I just think, think which is so strange. So I think strange the spirit of Djokovic <laughs> remains. He's gone, the but curse, he's not really gone. Somewhere in the rafters. Somewhere in the rafters, he's like, <laughs> look at those glum no one, Roger Federer no fans. No one will hit a clean, a clean song. <laughs> um, that was the only thing that gave me some uh, some brief joy was the glumness of <laughs> Roger Federer fans sitting in the in the. Um, in the thing like, mm, this isn't going very well. <laughs> um, anyway, on to the second semi-final, um, which didn't really enthrall. I was expecting it no. to be a little it bit more exciting. Kind of never really caught fire. Um, it just felt to me like a it, long hit. You know how they like <laughs> turn. You know how they turn the lights on out there, like after like really good points or really good shots yeah. and like the lights were turned on like twice during teams <laughs> like I mean, like it wasn't that bad but it just wasn't like engrossing when i was thinking about this match yesterday i kind of thought oh this is so you know i'm such a terrible tennis watcher and that i can't really remember any of these previous matches that they've played against each other but then watching that one i'm like maybe there's a reason i didn't remember <laughs> any of those matches yeah yeah. yeah tonight just uh, they do not seem to bring the best out of each other. Yeah. Do you know what it reminds me of? Is it reminds me of when the Williams sisters play, or when siblings play, and they don't want to beat each other, and it just tends to be a damp squib of a match. That's what that was. It, yeah, they both think, they both yeah. like played not to lose as opposed to playing to win. Yeah, like team was far less aggressive than he was against Joker. Sure. Yeah, and Zverev, and Zverev just yeah. wasn't really aggressive at all. I mean, my yeah. overwhelming feeling watching that match was that they both felt. You know, no disrespect intended to Tsitsipas and no implication intended that <laughs> both team and Zverev don't think of Tsitsipas as a very dangerous opponent. But I got the overwhelming feeling that they both were very conscious that there was a big opportunity on the line. Right. And they were just both desperate not to mess it up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, playing Tsitsipas. Playing City Pass in the final, as good as he is, is much different playing Federer in the final, right. especially, yeah. on, especially on this kind of stage. And, you know, that just kind of manifested in these kind of cagey rallies and scrappy errors, it seems. Yeah, very good. As she says, being tremendously that, that, that should That should either be that should either be the title of our album. Cagey. Cagey rallies and unforced <laughs> errors. The... Alexander Zverev 2019 story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's either a book or a, an album cover. Also, another another Fed Zverev similarity I feel like is 
like both of their games are so much predicated on the serve and like if they're serving well the rest of their game is really good and if they're not the rest of their game is really yeah, bad yeah. and I felt like that's what happened to Zverev today like mm-hmm. obviously the double fault at the end of the first set oh. but then the oh, serve was bad at the start I mean, of the second Shane set says, yeah. I think he's I think that's what you did that I yeah, on Twitter, yeah. Twitter so like, yeah. but you know has a double fault ever felt so inevitable right, yeah. <laughs> only in Fernando Velasco matches right yeah <laughs> and then but yeah and then his serves went even more downhill at the start of the second set and then just his forehand kind of went the same way and it just kind of spiraled I mean my question is to you two is this because I don't have an answer for it uh now that Zverev's season is officially over like how do we evaluate it as a whole firstly let me say that you made that sound like grouse season is over and I was thinking well we just go and shoot rabbits obviously hunting season on Zara is over so yeah we just go shoot rabbits um you know, it's been a it's been a tough one, and obviously a lot of things are like manifested in his mind. The number of times he's brought up the off court issues with his agent throughout the entire year, even in um, even in the uh, all access, just shows that this has really messed with his mind this year, and he he needs to have a, a clean break. If he's still talking about that shtick next year, then I really want to slap him upside the head with my keyboard, because <laughs> you know you, he's got to he's got to learn to let this stuff go. Um, you know, he shouldn't be booking his courts and stuff. That should be, you know, Papa Zverev should be doing that for him. So, yeah, I think I think he just needs to let this year go or be sworn at by Federer again in an exhibition match somewhere. And it, it, by his standards, <laughs> it was obviously disappointing, but it, like, it wasn't as bad as, like, social media made it out to be. No, I mean, for a, for a troubled sophomore season, right. mm. I mean, frankly... You know, there are, there are WTA players out there who would laugh in your face at calling this a, a, a dramatic decline or a difficult season, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, th- the thing is... Yelena Ostapenko has had worse seasons. Since <laughs> and still smile. And still won right. Grand Slams, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. The, the thing is, he's been so good at Masters 1000s mm. that, like, not all that matters now is slams, but basically, like more so for him than other players just because he's already won three masters the slams are like even more important for him and since he failed at the slams again like i feel like that's why people are saying gosh he had such a terrible year even I, though I really mean, absolutely he didn't. it's the you know it's the curse of expectations he's made a rod for his own back yeah. like right. making it look quite easy to win a lot of yeah. matches at masters series level which it is not um i'm assuming uh but isn't that the curse yeah. that Andy Murray had that he won Masters hither and thither and it took him ages to get over the over the line and what he needs is a good coach and I'm, I'm not casting any aspersions on, on Pafas Vera because I'm sure you know Alexander holds him in such high regard whenever he talks about his father he can't see past his father in terms of somebody coaching but I'm just wondering whether Zverev Senior has taken him as far as he can go and he needs a Lendl or a super coach somebody to help oh, him I mean but I, didn't he have Lendl and then Lendl dropped it yes I think and I think that the, <laughs> I think the super coach thing can be very much a um, yeah a bit of a, a bit of a double-edged sword like in some ways it, it can be good because it draws so much fire from the media you know, if you have a, a if you have a coach who's kind of willing to to play that role and field do all the interviews and so forth, and you know, God knows Boris Becker is angling <laughs> pretty hard for that role. But just on the Murray's Varov comparison, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, 
I'm pretty sure that Murray won his first Masters Series title like within a couple of months of making his first Grand Slam final. Yeah. You know, like he was, you're right to say that there was a long time when he was accumulating Masters Series titles and mm. not winning Grand Slams, but he was fairly consistently appearing in the later stages. Yeah. Yes, know? that's true. Um, which is something that, as we all know, has eluded Zverev thus far. Which Zverev is not, really. On the coaching thing, I feel like I feel like Zverev's kind of like Nadal and that he's very family-oriented. Mm. And like, and if if that trend like broke, it would things would kind of go south. Mm. Like he, like he needs his dog, he needs his mom, <laughs> he needs Misha and his dad like all around. And like, I mean, he, he needs the dog more than anything yeah, else. The dog, yeah, the dog. Yeah. His, his adoration oh God, for if that, that dog m- dies. Can you imagine? <laughs> well, I mean, that will that I mean, will that then be the narrative. Will die, I know. You know. Well, that dog's been there since that little tiny <laughs> Christmas card picture. Yeah. So yeah. Also, one more thing about Zverev. Like, he's only 22. Yes. And he's been around forever, so everyone thinks he's older. Mm. But, like, he's younger than Medvedev. He's yeah. a lot younger than Team. Like, he's going to get it sorted out at the slams. Yeah, 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 like, no. we don't need to rush him because he's, he's one year out of being a next-gen person. Yes. So he's still true. really young. He just seems so old since he was so good when he was 15 or 16. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how much... I don't really have a sense thinking about it of how much... Because I know Misha Zverev doesn't seem like he's played much this year. The injuries, I think. Injury yeah. issues. I, I don't really have a sense thinking about it for how much he travels with Sasha when he's not when he's not playing himself. I just wonder if that could be a, because, like you say, the kind of family unit mm-hmm. seems to be where Zverev functions the best. I mean, I've always assumed that Misha's about to retire and then, like, officially join the Sasha team. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm half tempted to just go and tell them to shut up. <laughs> um, uh, so, looking ahead to the final. Oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> looking ahead to the final, what do we think? <laughs> <laughs> I have no thoughts on yeah. the subject. Yeah. No, uh, what, what do we think? This is well, I'm halfway question. through doing a by the numbers, and already it's team, 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 team. Simply because he's been around longer. I mean, yes, definitely greater experience, but he, I mean, he also seemed much more nervous and kind of affected by the occasion today uh, than Sitsipas did. On the other hand, Sitsipas had kind of the somewhat psychological free pass of playing Federer, so not really necessarily being expected to win yeah. anyway. Um, I mean, where Sitsipas is concerned, like, he's never won a title bigger than a 250. Yeah, that's right? shocking so to me. Yeah. This is, you know, a significant yeah that would be a, a tremendously significant step up for him yeah um so, so pa- yeah so perhaps yeah it w- would seem that experience favors team yeah i think team is going to be favored by the odds makers and i posted a poll on twitter already and i think team has a massive edge yeah. i need to go check it but i think team is way ahead according to the public voting oh, yeah, I I'm, pr- I'm personally taking sitsy pass just really based, yeah well just just to be contrary no i mean well, you just think he's... I just, well, I just think know, the way team... he played against... I think he's so good on big occasions. Like, yeah. Even though he's never won a title more than a 250, he's just like so good on the big stage. And the way he played today was, was gets, very good. What gets me is team did look very much under the weather today. And he's he doesn't he had like a day of rest before this. And he still looked pretty... He did. He looked, he pretty, he looked rough. pretty rough. And yeah, pasty. Yeah. So, and he hasn't got a day. He's got like less than twenty-four hours. So, yeah, I was talking to Nick 
before the match, and he generally has inside info. And he came up at dinner and was like, apparently teams feeling really bad prior to the semis. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I was... Okay. We, were, we were a little heard, bit alarmed. You heard the inside information here <laughs> first. But but then he played. I mean, I didn't see. He was coughing a lot during the he match. Was, but other yeah. than that, like, I mean, his movement was fine. I don't feel like it affected yeah, him that I much Yeah, I think it's just court. more of his head. Nothing. If you feel that rubbish, you, you know. I, I, I would still say team. I think experience will get him over the line. Um, but I, I think he's going to have to earn it. If he doesn't get it done in two, it's going to be a very messy three-setter. And if it goes to three, I would then probably... I'm I mean, sitting I on the fence and I'm getting blisters here, guys. I, <laughs> I, splinters. I've, been, I've been wrong about so many matches, indeed, I think all of the matches <laughs> for this tournament, that the only prediction I can make is that whoever I predict to win will definitely win. <laughs> but that doesn't actually help me make that prediction. <laughs> well, in, like, in fairness to you, the... The matches this week, I feel like, have been so, like, 50-50. Yeah. Like, I've never, yeah. like, I've yeah. picked, like, pretty much every match all year. And, like, I've never been, like, more conflicted on so many matches. I'm, I'm going to stick with teams. Which I think speaks to uh, an entertaining Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, totally. Yeah. I, actually, to be in fairness, though, this has been a more entertaining tournament than I think we've seen for quite a while. I mean, yeah. we've, between I, us I all, we've been coming for years. the last time I've enjoyed a net, the, mm. t- the tennis at an ATP final. Yeah, for, yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, we, we've been coming since, as a collective over, over how many years? Since, since 2013, I think. Oh, my first, I was first here in 2009. Okay, so you, you, you oh, transcended us all. No, I, I was here. <laughs> the Davidenko. Sorry, I wasn't accredited that year, but I did have, um, uh, I had like a hospitality ticket, okay. like in one of the hospitality boxes, the night that Del Potro beat Federer oh, in wow. the round robin. Oh, nice. And it you was must. <laughs> an amazing night. And really? all the corporate people in the box had left like, early and I was the only person left there with basically just a waiter <laughs> and a, and a awesome. table wow. full of booze nice. watching Del Potro beat Federer and honestly it might, just be the, might be the happiest I've ever been um, anyway yeah but yeah like I've been I've been here coming here for a decade and normal and to be honest a lot of that decade has been very boring yeah yeah, oh yeah, I? Yeah, yeah I think yeah it's, it's been good that this has been an entertaining one and hopefully whatever whatever formula they've got for the court they'll keep it so that we have a decent finish because I remember there was one year where it was just... Do you remember? It was like two and one every match. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. We hope that it'll be an entertaining final. I think uh, the tennis could be really good. Uh, yeah, I hope that I mean, they've both taken. Okay. They've been the... Neither one of them has lost a meaningful match. Both of the matches they lost in round robins, they didn't have to win. True. So they're combined 6-0 and oh in matches that matter. And they've like... I and see. team's performance against Djokovic and Sissipas' performance against Fed were the two best of the week. So if they both peak, it could be yeah. awesome. I secretly think Sitsipas will win, so I'm going to go with team. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm going to go with team because I think team is going to win. <laughs> um, I'm uh, not sure if I'm, I'm playing uh, the, the, the game. The uh, old picking the player you think is going to win, Floyd. All of us are different. I'm picking Sitsipas because I think he's going to win. You're picking Pick team because you think, think he's going to win. You're doing and you're what? picking... <laughs> She's picking team because she thinks Sitsi pass. Yeah. Okay. So all of well, us are look, different. Guys, if you're listening and you've actually figured out anything of what we said, then please do <laughs> comment on, uh, uh, on the tweet below. Uh, but in the meantime, it's been a pleasure being uh, reunited with you again. I, 
I've missed this and it's, know, it's, it's a shame delightful. that you're not going to be here tomorrow. No, you're going to have to do this without me. I don't know how you're going to manage. <laughs> we'll give you a special <laughs> shout out. But well, they, the first, they had to manage the uh, first five days. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> if they survive those, I mean, hopefully they're still going. Yeah, struggle through somehow. Yeah. We will. But uh, of course, you've been listening to Ross Satoff from Britwatch Sports. Ricky Diamond, TennisBalls.com. And Hannah Wilkes from LiveTennis.com. Thank you all for listening. Goodbye.